she always had a love and passion for decor and design, wanted to do it, you know, didn't get a chance to actually launch it because, you know, her life was um, short lived. So Annette, mm -hmm. that was that was her name. So inspired by Annette, that's how the you know company got started because it was inspired, you know, by her. So um, I have no formal training or anything, you know, within the event industry. So it just started with my daughter's first birthday party, throwing something at the house, went all out. Family and friends love it, loved it. And people started asking me to do it. So I'm like, sure, you know, get the stuff. I'll put it together for free. And um, one thing led to another. It became, you know, paid jobs. And I did the corporate world um, along with the business for like three probably like three and a half years and I left I resigned from my corporate job of um 13 years so that's wow. kind of how it got started but of course you know my husband Carlos was along on the journey as well so he was you know working at Nucor Steel working 12 hours he would get off no sleep or anything come directly to me set up events and that's just really kind of the spin of the start um, of the story and he probably can add to that as well but that's how we started Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. Peer Tech is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Are your results actionable? View your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. Peer benchmarking allows you to see your data like never before. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech. Courtney and Carlos Scipio will be joining us on Peer Talk today. They are the owners of Inspired by Annette IBA Event Rentals in North Charleston, South Carolina. The company was started in 2013 and became a full-time venture of Courtney's in 2016. Carlos came in and has been working in the operations side and his main focus has been uh, the implementer and integrator of solutions at IBA. Welcome everybody to another edition of Peer Talk. Very excited about today's broadcast. We have Courtney and Carlos Scipio from IBA. I think it's IBA Events, is that correct? IBA Event Rentals. Event Rentals, got it. And you guys are in North Charleston, correct? Correct. Awesome, one location there in North Charleston? Yes, we have one location. In yeah, one location? Okay, great. Excellent. Well, why don't we get started here? So um, excited about today's content. Uh, we're going to be talking about what it's like to deal with, um, you know, overcoming adversity, um, you know, different uh, things related to minority business ownership. Um, I'd say about 20% of our peer executive groups now are minority owned. Uh, so we certainly are hitting that topic uh, pretty hard in our peer group meetings. And so let's start with Courtney. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your path and how you made it into the rental industry? 
Okay, sure. So um, I come from a corporate um, background. So I was working at um, Cummins Marine. So they build the big engines, the diesel engines for the boats, yachts and all that good stuff. So working in the um, the corporate world, then I was actually a real estate um, agent on the side. So I know I always wanted to do some sort of like entrepreneurship or do something on my own. And I really thought it was going to be the actual um, real estate agent. But God had other plans. So my mom, I lost my mom from um, domestic violence. So my mom's mm. orphan shot my mom and then he turned around and killed herself. So that's kind oh, of wow. the start like of the company. So she always had a love and passion for decor and design, wanted to do it, you know, didn't get a chance to actually launch it because, you know, her life was um, short lived. So Annette, mm. that was that was her name. So inspired by Annette, that's how the you know company got started because it was inspired you know by her. So um, I have no formal training or anything you know within the event industry. So it just started with my daughter's first birthday party, throwing something at the house, went all out. Family and friends love it, loved it, and people started asking me to do it. So I'm like, sure, you know, get the stuff. I'll put it together for free. And um, one thing led to another. It became, you know, paid jobs. And I did the corporate world um, along with the business for like three, probably like three and a half years. And I left, I resigned from my corporate job of um, 13 years. So that's wow. kind of how it got started. But of course, you know, my husband, Carlos, was along on the journey as well. So he was, you know, working at Newcore Seal, working 12 hours. He would get off, no sleep or anything, come directly to me set up events. And that's just really kind of the spin of the start um, of the story. And he probably can add to that as well, but that's how we started. So I always like to say out of a tragedy, this blossom, you know, this flower. And I just wow. feel like I'm used as a vessel to, you know, carry out my mother's dream. So started off with the eventing, you know, the design part planning, but we no longer do that. We're, you know, full rental now, but that's really the start of our journey. Wow. Tremendous. So, Carlos, add add in the blanks there. Tell us about your journey and and how you guys met, when you met, and and uh, how you pushed into this. Yes, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I met my wife Courtney uh, back in 2006. Uh, like she said, at a bar. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just amazing. Just thinking about the journey, you know, we talk about it all the time. Where our time just flies, and just thinking about how we met, you know, um, from the day we met, you know, we spent uh, every weekend together till we moved in with each other. Um, mm. I really feel like this was destined. Um, <laughs> just seeing her drive. Um, before I started working at Nucor, I was working at another plant, which was New Mexico. And um, she used to come and bring me lunch almost every day, which was probably about 30 minutes away, you know, and um, just looking at the consistency, um, I fell in love with her and um, we created uh, just a beautiful thing together, beautiful family, um, hard work. Um, started working at Nucor as a temp, uh, not making much money. Probably was making um, $10 an hour during that time. Wow. I, did that, I did that for about three and a half years, you know, staying consistent. And uh, finally got the job to where I uh, I was ended up making uh, about six figures a year, you know, after waking, after working three and a half years at ten dollars an hour, doing the same job as the guys mm-hmm. that was making six figures already. And, uh, wow. 
um, the tragedy happened, you know, with her mom, you know, I was there, uh, went through it with her. Um, like she said, uh, it started with uh, my daughter's birthday party. I, I can remember it just like yesterday, coming home from 12 hour shift, coming home to my garage, it's like transformed. You know, she got draping up, it don't even look like my garage and, you know, mm. All the friends and family that was there was asking her to uh, to um, do their kids party the same way, you know, and it just started to like, hey, babe, you, you need to do something with this. You know, this this is something and thinking of a business name. And we probably wrote down about 50 or 100 names, all different type of names of what we can start a business with. And um, inspired by Annette, you know, this this came up and it's, it's crazy because it's like you know, her mom had all these uh decoration stuff that, that that we could have used for the business but during the time my wife wasn't interested in doing that type of stuff so she got rid of all her all the goods that she had you know and, and the god had another plan so yeah inspired by Nate was birth and actually just to think about it, like i told my wife um back then the name of the business was inspired by Annette event rentals and planning. So the event rental was already destined. It was already in the plan without us, without us even knowing. You know, so years down the road, with us doing as much events as we did, um, accumulated inventory. It, 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 it accumulated inventory. So we own all our products. You know, so what we did is just uh, use what we use what we own as rentals. So you know, IBA event rentals was birthed through that. I mean, it, it's a it's an amazing story. And, you know, I I kind of came to the party late and just, you know, as you guys joined peer groups, I, you know, I check out websites and I'm like, oh, IBA event rentals. Look at this. Woof. You know, powerful uh, online presence, really high quality. Um, and, you know, part of the uh, the beauty of working in this industry is you get to hear kind of the stories that come uh, or where a business may, you know, what's the origin story, just like all of the superhero stories and all that. And, you know, to discover you guys um, and and see you kind of making your way through the industry and really uh, growing your business. Um, you know, there was an article in Forbes uh, literally just a couple of years ago. Um, I guess, um, Courtney, you had been interviewed by Lydia and Carlos. I'm sure you're filling in with some info there, too. Uh, title of the article is Building Your Resilience as You Build Your Business Will Set You Apart. And that is such an incredible title because, um, you know, you you guys have been inspired by Annette. You've been inspired by what you've gone through. And we spend all our time as coaches and running peer groups trying to help owners find an inspiration. Right. So the whole thing's like, you know, what's your what's your values and what are your vision? What's your vision? Where where do you see this going? And I, and I think um, you guys kind of have that purpose behind your business that can be pretty compelling. How is it right now with employees? What's your employee count look like at this point? Right now we have uh, seven full time employees and two part time employees that uh, help out on the weekends. Um, it has been a journey. I mean, I mean, I feel like uh, you no, know, this was consistency. I, I just believe in consistency. Um, employees going to come, they're going to go, uh, but you just got to keep going. 
you know, this this as mm. as a company, regardless, you know, um, you have to fit in. You have to you know fit in where you have to fit in at. You know, play different roles, wear different hats. You just have to do what you have to do. And we actually just got rid of one one of our employees last week. We just had to make a, you know, my husband made an executive decision, one of the guys in our um, warehouses, and we just, you know, we just had to do what we have to do. And all that just, yeah. you know, comes along with having a business because it is like far from easy. I know it might seem on social media and different things, but it's far from easy, you know, being an entrepreneur. I mean, we were down to what, maybe a couple employees. So I'm back in the field, you know, on the trucks, late night pickups, you know, with my husband. We have to do what we have to do. You know, he resigned from his six figure job. I resigned from corporate. So this is this is life. (laughs) Yeah. You know, our, our whole focus this next quarter in peer groups is about people and you know rewarding and retaining but the hard decision around people is no one to part ways and you know we we really um feel like in a lot of cases you part ways because they're not getting what who you are and what you're about and they're not reflecting you out in the field maybe it has to do with their efforts or their um, you know, how they're doing their work, um, whether there's a commitment on the level that you're looking for or looking to inspire in your employees. So, you know, we we salute you for, you know, being strong enough to part ways with an employee because <laughs> in this day and age, that's a hard thing to do. So yeah. making those hard choices right now, that's got to be something for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's move to, um, you know, I, I think I look at each marketplace where we have rental operators as slightly different. Tell us a little bit about North Charleston. You guys, do you serve all of Charleston or just specifically an area of Charleston with your services? No, just not. Our business is based on, it's called Ashley, we're on Ashley Phosphate. So that it's it's our showroom and warehouse that's in that area, but we serve Mm -hmm. Charleston and all the surrounding areas. So it could be Charleston, you know, Mount Pleasant, um, Johns Island, just different, you know, places and stuff within the um, the area, the Tri-County area around Charleston. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like North Charleston. Got it. And you guys, are you, do you know, are you set up as a sole proprietorship or are you an S Corp or a C Corp or? Yeah, we're an S Corp. Okay, got it. And as ownership um, in the name of, of you, Courtney, or both of you, or how's that work? It's both. Okay. And the reason why I ask those questions is, as we have seen across the country, is that there are some contracts which um, help to support minority owners um, and help, um, you know, the growing the business in the face of, you know, the daunting challenge um, that mm-hmm. happens in every marketplace, right? So you have events, those events are weddings, those events are um, corporate events. And so there's so much sales that goes into that and creating the relationships that are necessary. Um, what has that been like for you guys um, in your marketplace? I mean, I've been, you know, around the area. I haven't really been in Charleston, but we go up and down North Carolina and South Carolina coast. Just haven't been in that particular city. But tell us about what it's like in your city. Um, what Charleston is, well, actually, we it used to be um, Las Vegas, but I think it was last year that we actually beat Vegas with being the um, we were number three, but now we're number one as far as the top place for wedding, you know, destination weddings. Wow. 
So we do get a lot of people that come in and um, do, you know, destination weddings and stuff. My husband, um, they constantly go to the area that's called John's Island, or it could be Mount Pleasant or that sort of thing. So it's um, high demand. And honestly, with Charleston, um, you can honestly have events year round because of, because of the weather, you know. So sure. it's um, great, high demand. Um, I feel like every rental company in our area, my husband talk about this all the time, like everybody's busy, <laughs> you know, which is a great thing, you know, which is a great thing. Cause I know when we were in um, Virginia, Virginia for the peer meeting, we had some of the guys that were saying they only operate like six months out of the year. And I couldn't even imagine that, you know? So oh, I know, like, I, I, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate where you guys are located. And, you know, we work around the country. So when we're working with somebody in Minnesota and we realize like, you know, or or Vermont and they're closed mm -hmm. half of the year, um, it's just amazing to me that they've got those fixed costs to manage yes. and they have to build up enough cash to get through the winter. And uh, so good for you guys that you're mm -hmm. in that type of market. Were you guys always from Charleston market? Yes. So born and raised, grew up there. Yes. Yeah, not actually Charleston, but just, you know, the outskirts like yeah. country. So the area I'm from is very country, one stoplight, gas station, and maybe a grocery store. Same thing with Carlos, Absolutely. very um, the outskirts, you know, like the Usually. country areas. Yes. So, yeah. You, But you've had that nice temperate, you know, consistency. You haven't had to deal with seasonality with your business, which can certainly create a lot of challenges. What about, um, so the size of your business is a good um, place to converse. We have, you know, a number of people listening um, who are very similar sized. What, how do you make decisions around inventory choices? Like when is it time to buy some more stuff and what is that like? Well, for me, we have, so our um, assistant, Sabrina, we do have something in the system where it's like the missed rentals. So I usually have her note or I usually, you know, ask her like, what are people calling for or something that we don't have? Or even if I don't ask her, she'll let me know like, okay, we might need to think about this or get this in because it's a constant um, request. And that was even with the dishware, because we were just table chairs, you know, just growing little little by little, but we mm. just got into like last year, like full dishware. So got the dishwasher and all that good stuff because we were sub renting like every weekend. So it just wow. made sense, especially for our market with all these weddings and corporate and all this other stuff to just go ahead and invest in that so we can keep the money in house. And then nice. we'll call it as well. You know, he'll, you know, suggest, you know, we need more table or chairs because we're running out of this constantly. We're always sub renting. So I think we should get, you know, 100 more or 50 more. So it's mm. always, we work, we honestly work very well together. I, I can definitely say that. So we'll come together and talk and then just make that executive decision to go ahead and just make it happen. So we like to um, talk a lot about Traction, the book in our, uh, mm -hmm. in the peer group network. And one of the neat uh, side things that came out of that was a book called Rocket Fuel, where it talks about you know, one person has to fall into this visionary role where they're they have their vision for where we're going to be in 10 years. And the other one is the implementer. So how would you describe the two of you, Carlos? Are you the implementer or yeah, the visionary yeah, or how does that work? 
Absolutely. You described us perfect because yes. that is us. Like he always, when he introduces us, he's like, yeah, my wife, you know, she's the face of the company, you know, that sort of thing. And he was very excited to get on this interview because usually it is people with me being the face. They want to talk to me, but to have him involved and get his perspective, especially with the warehouse and just the logistics of the business, you know, it's a, um, a great thing, but that's exactly how it is. It's like, oh, I'll come up with these yeah, this vision and these plans and tell him and he trusts me right. <laughs> and he'll make it happen. So it's it's fascinating because it does feel like you guys have a little bit more of a true partnership. We see uh, spouses working together in the industry and, um, you know, we don't necessarily always see that kind of yin yang role going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, that was one of the things that stood out. Um, both, you know, obviously in your peer group, as well as, um, you know, I had spoken to Courtney previous and uh, it does. It's great that you guys have the ability to do that. So so what are the challenges? So let's talk first to Carlos. Um, Carlos, what what keeps you up at night? I really don't feel that pressure. I, I don't feel that pressure. Um, just thinking about my employees, my, my employees is, is one of the main things that would sure. do something that keep me up at night it would be my employees. Uh, make sure it. that um, you know they're doing the right thing, or if they're going to show up to work, or you know um, what's going on now in the world is totally different. You know, it's it's um, it's like everybody want to be their own boss. You know, so every, mm-hmm. you know, so it's totally different. So I would say uh, employees, um, but I I understand how this company was started. You know, um, I understand that this this is this is God plan for our life. You know, so. You know, I, I try not to keep that pressure on me. You know. So do you, you, you obviously your faith plays big time into what's going on in your business. Um, and when you do sit with an employee, they get that from you. You guys kind of yes. share your values with them. Yes, absolutely. Very important. Very important. That's just top notch. Like I. I told like if I feel like it just doesn't, you know, that employee just doesn't mesh with the environment and the integrity and just what we talk about, because honestly, like our team, we're is we're like family. So mm-hmm. you come in with this weird attitude or just something crazy, like you have to go because I want everybody to get along and to work and come and do their job. And of course, you're going to have disagreements. But mm-hmm. if it's on a consistent basis or something like we have to do something about it. So just like today, we're inviting all of our employees into our home and we have a chef coming and cooking for them and giving them, you know, bonuses and gas cards and just to celebrate them, yes. you know, to let them know how much we appreciate them. And we we can't do this without them. Right. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so clearly your your values are playing into this and you're pulling it even through you to your employee level. Um, which, you know, again, you you may have been disrespected in the past and, and now you're feeling good and you're feeling respected. It may be just the fact of how you were raised um, or how you came to a point in your life. And now you're sharing that with your employees. So that's good for you guys. That's awesome. And so from that perspective, do you find like the employees, obviously, they must appreciate that incredible behavior you're having with them. Um, do they can they help out and help with recruiting and possibly bringing in people that they feel would be beneficial to IBA? We have had that in the past. Um, it has worked out. Some worked out. Some haven't. You know. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, people is people, and, and they have to get adjusted to 
our culture, you know, how we do mm -hmm. things around there. Um, and if they're not lining up with the vision, um, it'll be seen immediately. <laughs> you know, gotcha. It's, you know, it's something that um, that God has given us, you know, it, it, just the vision of his direction and where we're going at. And if you're not lining up with what we got going on, you have to go. You know, I, I remind them all the time, you know, like, when you see like what my wife and I have going on, I mean, you, you have to sit there and say that, hey, this is all God, because we have a lot going on. We are very successful and just starting off the company as small as we are. You say how they do it, you know, like, how do we do it? Yeah. Well, it's cool because it's, you know, you're really because you've, you know, been forged by iron or steel getting into your new core pass but anyway the <laughs> the the point being that um uh you've you basically have said you know what if i have to make a hard decision here on an employee i'm willing to do it because of you know the path that we've taken and and carlos my follow-up on you talking about these employees you know you came from that kind of uh wake up go to work um you know working hard for your money um, you know, I know I come from an area, Bethlehem, uh, where we have Bethlehem Steel, and a lot of the um, people who were basically had run through that in their lifetime. Um, and you come into a work environment and you you know what it means to work, you know, to get up and go to work. Now we're in a little bit of different times, right? We have some generational differences. Now, I'm, a, I'm an old timer, right? I'm 55. But um it sounds like you have good open dialogue and communications. Do you do you meet regularly with the employees? It's or at least it's clear that you've kind of identified, hey, let's do this for the employees at one point, right? So yes, yes, regularly, all the time. I mean, um, I'm just not like you know their boss. You know, yeah, I'm somebody that they can talk to. Um, they look they look to talk to for inspiration. Um, I am a spiritual person. Um, so that that is huge, you know. Um, yeah, that's you, great. So you're managing by walking around. Too. You're managing by walking around and having conversations, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be about having an annual review or anything like that. You get an opportunity to give Carlos and Courtney feedback because of the environment you've created. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's yes. awesome. And so let's flip and let's talk to Courtney for a second about your role in the company. So, you know, you got to get the word out right on IBA. What are what are some things you've done? Clearly, the Forbes article, I think, is an amazing lead um, for you to present about IBA. Um, you know, the stuff that's talked about in that article is so inspiring and, and just a powerful thing to, to see them identify a woman uh, with the Forbes, Forbes women uh, sections and, and then see you in there um, is kind of a cool thing. Um, and, and then from your perspective, how do you get the word out? Are you attending Chamber of Commerce or are you just word of mouth? How's that work? Yeah, it's it's a lot of word of mouth just with us because we're going into 10 years in the business. So people have known us from back then and just creating those relationships. Um, social media, I mean, it is huge. I mean, it's at an all time high now. So social media, um, word of mouth. We are part of the um, chamber as well. And just networking. I mean, relationships are everything. So 
Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us, Courtney, about um, your vision for the future. We've gotten into the implementation side a little bit. Let's hear about, you know, where do you see this thing going? You've 10 years behind you. What's 10 years in front of you look like? Um, well, Jeff, so we just moved into, we have a little bit over 7,000 square feet now, and we have already outgrown that space. So I know we're definitely going to need more warehouse space. And we're looking to actually, instead of lease something, we definitely want to see if we can actually um, get something where we can purchase and own, or we can you know, find some land and build um, or something like that. Uh, we do have a venue space as well. So our venue currently seats um, 100 people, but we're going to break ground this year to renovate the venue where we can accommodate at at least 250 people. Um, so definitely see us doing that. Um, we do uh, mobile home investing on the side. So doing more of that as well. So I definitely see like structure in place, um, SOPs, all that good stuff. So the business is running without us being there like every day. Of course, still wow. being a part of it, but we have systems and SOPs and just everything in place. So this business can actually, you know, run without us actually being present you know, every day. So that along with the um the venue is like the big picture and whatever else God brings our way. So that's incredible. In fact, I'm always surprised. So I had been consulting with a venue operator in the Philadelphia market uh, for uh, quite some time and they kept adding venues and oh my goodness, they were so big and had so much work. And then I work with event rental on the side and I never really saw the two intersect or interact. So this idea of you guys kind of splintering a little bit, but yet having a complementary uh, business model where you're you're going to make this venue available, especially because of the destination wedding movement, uh, that's going to be something. So that's really good for you guys. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Yeah, and, um, it works pretty well because we're actually the venue and the Rental business are like five minutes apart. So wow. it works very well. That's great. Very cool. And and Carlos, what are the uh, next couple of employees that you need to hire? You uh, need drivers or warehouse people? Or what is it? Yes, definitely. Um, I just uh, we just uh, made one of our employees warehouse manager um, who was with us for about seven years. So um, I'm very happy for her as a female. Um, in the future, uh, definitely need more drivers, um, reliable drivers. Um, yes, um, I, I think we need uh, another assistant, mm -hmm. um, yeah, receptionist. Um, just the demand right now, you know, the phone yeah. is just ringing yeah. off the hook. <laughs> we have, yeah, my wife and I, we have played so many different roles for so long, right? So, it's yeah, like, um, you know, it's, it's really. We, we are growing. So it's like um, really putting people in place. That's awesome. Well, and again, biggest challenge, right? It's to find those people, get them in and make them partners inside your company, essentially. But uh, I have no fear that you guys will be successful. You clearly understand who you are as people. You've got great values and you're going to attract uh, some of the best and hardest workers. So uh, we look forward to seeing how you guys progress over the next couple of years. And for everybody listening on the podcast, if you have any destination wedding plans, by all means, get in touch with these two 
down in Charleston, uh, North Carolina and South Carolina. Well, is it North Carolina or South Carolina? South Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Got it. See, that's why I go with North Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina. Got it. <laughs> Try to understand. But anyway, appreciate you both being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for the invite. This was awesome. It's been great having you on and uh, especially uh, with all the challenges we're facing as a, a, you know, with the economy and everything to see you guys moving and making things happen is very inspirational. So thanks again. And you have been listening to Peer Talk. Peer Tech is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Are your results actionable? View your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. Peer benchmarking allows you to see your data like never before. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? PeerTech. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.